Um, awesome. So um, the uh, word that the Lord gave me to speak on was living from the inside out. Living from the inside out. Um, how many of you know that's powerful? Um, Romans 12, 2, this is not a, a scripture we have not heard in this house. This is about transformation. But I looked it up in the voice, um, in the voice version, which is really fun. I kind of camped out in the version this time. It's so much fun. It says, do not allow the world to mold you into its own image. Instead, be transformed from the inside out. Be transformed from the inside out by the renewing of your mind. As a result, you will be able to discern what God wills. And whatever finds good and please God, whatever God finds good, pleasing and complete. You know, it's interesting because in order to discern what God is willing, say in this area of finances, we can just camp here for a little bit. We've got to be able to think like God is thinking. And that's a personal, that, that's a perspective. And that's where you become transformed. As your, as your mind starts synchronizing with the mind of Christ in the area of whatever he's walking out in your financial realm, which we're using as the example, or it can be any realm, okay? You're synchronizing with that. And you're getting, okay, what, God, what are you willing? Well, I want you to call blah, blah, blah. I want you to connect with so-and-so. I want you to go to the... Um, the, the truck distributor and check out the trucks. I want you to do whatever this and that is. And he will tell you, and sometimes it will not make sense. As a matter of fact, very frequently, it will not make sense. Like who gives money when you don't have money? Okay. I mean, that does not make sense. God does not make sense because we're trying to make sense of it with a carnal mind. Right. With the mind of God, it makes total sense. Because he's able to connect the dots because this is about him and his, his kingdom functions differently from our kingdom. But we're not going to be able to access that without that renewed mind process. We're not even going to figure out, God, what do you, what's your will in this? Yes, we know above all things, I wish you may prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. But how many of you, the soul prospering business, that can be an issue. <laughs> That's where you, that's where we all need to be transformed in that renewing of our minds. So I, I went, I did a little bit of a study about this inside. Like, what are we inside? And it was interesting because the Lord, um, showed me a vision and I, I typed it up and I got some more when I was in service and I wasn't able to run it off for some reason. So I've got to look it up on my computer, but he gave me a vision and, um, this is kind of a weird vision which is always kind of nice when you get the weird ones because you know it's not you because you would think of something glorious and gorgeous, right? Um, but the weird ones a lot of times are usually very glorious. It just takes a while to see it that way, <laughs> to get over the weird. Okay, so uh, Chris, can you lay it? Yeah, there she, ooh, she's good. She's got it. Man, we threatened it. It backed right up. Okay, so I was having this vision and I was literally seeing myself, and this sounds weird, but turned inside out. This wasn't a bad turning inside out. It was a literal, I don't know, inside out. Like what was on the inside was coming on the outside. Now, what was really interesting with this is that as I was being turned inside out, um, glory was released. Like, okay, glory. That was a good sound effect right there. Okay. So glory was, it, it actually wasn't just being released. It was exploding. It was like, it was explosive. But it was interesting that also, even as the glory was exploding forth, there are these things that look like dark seeds or little iron fillings 
that were not glory. Um, and and I, I knew just by the spirit, these were kind of like the flesh, the works of the flesh, unrenewed mind, you know, lies, whatever, rancor, insecurity, jealousy, whatever the ugly is that we, you know, try to powder and buff and puff and make look good on a Sunday morning, okay, or whenever, okay. Um, and But it was interesting. So all this inside stuff was coming out and manifesting. And there was glory there, and there was not so much glory there. Um, and it, there was... And um, and he gave me a word um, with that. He said, you can trust me that as the dark comes up, it is coming up to be healed and cleansed, and that you can handle it with me. I know what I'm doing. I love that when he says that. Because really, what's at stake here? It's, it's the Lord at stake here. This is like, how good is God at his job? Okay, maybe we can trust him with this. Okay. But he went on, he said, but in my glory, I'm revealing the true you the you that reflects me, the one I crafted before the foundation of the world, the one that the world needs to to see manifested, the one that the enemy fears. You are powerful. You are beautiful. You are uniquely crafted to reveal me, me on display, and my kingdom on display. This is for you guys too, right? You know this, right? I won't be stopped. You won't be stopped through me. We're unstoppable. Step in, my son and daughter. Be encouraged. You will laugh at me at the natty things, little gnats, that are coming against you. I am giving you, I have, I say, I am giving you and have given you that devil flicking anointing. And you are ready and equal with me for whatever is coming and whatever will come against you. I will use those things for you. Be encouraged. Feel my strength, my love for you. I will not let you down. We have much to do. We have much to celebrate together. I am so excited for the plans I have for you. So be lifted up, step in, step up. Your greatness and your finest hour is coming. Awesome. Isn't that cool? Jesus. Yay, Jesus. So um, so praise God. So there's something in that place of being turned inside out and the inside coming out and working from the inside out. Because how many of you know that you can do a lot just with the outside? As a matter of fact, the majority of our time and the world's time is spent, hello, Amy, on the outside. Thank you. She's awesome. Yes. (laughs) Um, And um, the majority of that time, right? I mean, just even just physically, right? Just taking, I mean, taking care of your body, just keeping it healthy and, you know, not obnoxious, like smelling and all that. Um, you know, can take, takes time, but then you have the other thing of, of just kind of what the world values in terms of chasing after youth and just spending so much time trying to buff and fluff and tuck and whatever you all do. Right. Um, and, and, but then, but then there's also the outer things of, um, of, of trying to keep our reputations looking good and how we appear and what we're gifted in and what we are, um, what are our areas of our, our jobs and our vocations, areas of ministry. And we can spend a whole lot of time laboring to make, to keep that running and looking good and really feel like we're doing it for the Lord. And see, what's happening there is we're, we're taking something, a seed that God gave us, a gift that God gave us, and we're creating that as the thing versus the thing being what's God has given us and who we are. And that just as a manifestation of who we are. 
See, when we're focused on the outside, number one, it's constant toiling. Because how many of you know that? It takes a lot of upkeep. Like everything takes a lot of upkeep. Just even like on if you own, if you own a house, it keeps a lot of upkeep. You know what I mean? Your body is a lot of upkeep, right? Your job and your, your representation to our brand and how we look and our reputation keeps a lot of upkeep. And if we're out about the business of upkeep, we're not really about the business of the kingdom because we're about the business of appearance. We're about the business of appearance. And the truth is that when you allow everything to come up, you get the beautiful glorious to come up. You get the not beautiful, not glorious to come up. It just all comes up, but it's authentic. Like you don't have to fake that. You don't have to upkeep it. It just is self upkept. And, um, that's an interesting word. Um, so, um, and so that means that, that being who you are and manifesting who you are and the glory of who you are, that is not a toil. The work comes in is with all the stuff, the other stuff that comes up. But really, you know, when the Lord brings that stuff up, it just means it's time. You know, even as he said in that word, like when that comes up, and a lot of times it's really painful. Like there's a reason why you kept it down because it hurt and you didn't want to deal with it. And it was ugly and you didn't deal with it. And you don't have time to deal with it. And whatever, you've got this big assignment. How can I deal with this? But if God, the Lord is bringing it up, that means it's time. And the, and really the fastest way is through. I mean, you can really trust the Lord in that. You can really trust the Lord in that he's, he's able to bring you through that. And then that becomes a release of yet more glory. You know, the areas where there's the most glory in your life is the areas where the Lord has been at work in that transformation process the most. And let me just say this. Most of that, I mean, a lot of that for a lot of people is the areas that they've had to struggle the hardest the areas of bondage, the areas of whatever, whatever that's been in whatever area. So, you know, just cooperating with the Lord, Lord in that is huge. Okay, awesome. All right, so I wanted to, I'm trying to figure out, I've got several directions I can go. Um, and this is kind of related to um, what I was preaching about last week. Remember, um, and for those, some of you weren't here, so I will bring up that, that uh vision again, the Lord had been dealing with me about his fingerprints. And I had one vision where, um, and this actually came up in an armor session. And most of you've heard this, but we have some new people. So I'm going to say it again because it's really cool. Anyway, you guys enjoy it. But, um, it was just this, in this area that in the womb, um, for me personally, there was a lot of damage. And in that place of a lot of damage, it was like, Lord, where were you? in that, you know, where were you? Cause you were there, but there's a lot of damage. It's not happy. It's not fair. Little fetus. It's not fair. Right. And the Lord showed me where he was and he showed me himself and he had me as this little fetus. Just, it wasn't even, it wasn't even a, like a baby baby. It was a fetus on his fingerprint on his finger. And my whole body was conformed to his fingerprint as I was laying on that finger. Right. He literally had his fingerprints all over me. I believe that's a word for everybody. That's not just a word for me. But then later on, he brought me with a different vision about his fingerprints. And he, and he showed me me. And this was in the context of starting my own ministry, just because that's an identity thing. And it's important to be who you are. And he took, um, he took his thumbs and he literally sealed his thumbs on my eyes, actually on my eyeballs and on my mouth. And he left his fingerprints on my eyes 
and on my mouth. And so as I was looking out my eyes, I literally, the lens I was looking through was a lens of the fingerprint of God. Right? The finger, how many of you know that the enemy likes to get his little greasy little fingerprints all over everything and try to get you to look through the lens of rejection, the lens of abandonment, the lens of poverty, the lens of lack, the lens of whatever, the lens of sexual bondage, whatever that lens is, right? He just, you know, and that's reality for you. It's not reality, but it's reality you're experiencing. And so that experiential reality of seeing through and allowing what was coming in to be filtered through God's fingerprints is pretty amazing. And then, of course, allowing what was coming out of my mouth to be filtered through the fingerprints of God, right? Because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And so there's a, there's a watch while God is healing that inside portion because out of the abundance of the, of the heart, the mouth speaks. Well, sometimes there's some stuff in abundance that's not pretty, Right? That's like those black fillings. That's like whatever that is. And so if it's in there, it's probably going to come out at some point. Um, and, and it is important to have a watch over your mouth, not, not to, not to stuff it down because you need to have a watch over your mouth while you're dealing with it. You don't just stuff it back down because how many of you know whatever you stuff is going to come back up and it's going to come up under pressure. <laughs> it's going to explode out and that's not a pretty thing. So he was just, um, uh, uh, ministering to me about that. Um, and I, I shared that last week, but I really feel in this area of, um, being turned on the inside out, um, representing God and, and the glory of who God is and the glory of who God is in your fla- flavor. Okay. See, we need you as you, we need you as you. It's so important. And I feel like so many of the times we see these great men and women and they're authentically great. And we look at them and say, wow, Bill Johnson. Wow. Andrew Walmack. Wow. Heidi Baker. Right. And you just, Joyce Meyer. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> right up there. Right up there. Um, <laughs> Joel Osteen. Yeah. And we see that and we're like, whoa. And, you know, and that's awesome. And we need to celebrate that. Those are gifts to us, but they're not us. They're carrying something that is of God, but what the Lord needs to release is what's, what's your flavor of God in that. That's what we need. Uh, that's what the Lord is wanting to manifest. And that's going to come from the inside out. Cause let me say this. If we don't have that core, that center core settled, um, we're going to be a different version of ourselves. We're going to be a different. And now granted we go from glory to glory to glory. This is the hallelujah chorus right there. I love that. The happy corner. And granted we go from glory to glory to glory. Um, And so you're going to be upgraded in who you are and your revelation of who you are and your revelation of who Christ is in you. Okay. That's being upgraded, but it starts with the authentic. And the thing is, if, if you're not free to be authentically messed up, you're not free to be authentically glorious. Because the authentic is authentic. Right? So we get the whole lot of you and me with all our stuff and with all our glory. And that's why it's so important that we cover one another. You know, love covers a multitude of sins. That doesn't mean this, love covering a multitude of sins does not mean you sweep it under the carpet. That's not what that means. That means you cover them, you honor them in the process of their process of dealing with their stuff, right? 
You cover them. You pray for them. You don't expose them. You don't gossip about them. You don't. And the other thing is you also cover them with you, who you see them to be. For example, when someone manifests to you a version of themselves that is not glorious, okay, that is not made in the image of Christ, okay, and that is being manifested and that's in your face, how are you going to deal with that person? And one of the ways that you will cover, cover them is by really asking them with those thumbprints on your eyes to see them the way God sees them and call that out. Like, that's not you. That's a, that is not an authentic representation of you. And I'm standing for the real you. Now you can pitch a fit and do whatever you want and act out and do whatever. I'm still going to love you, but I'm standing for this because I see you and that's not you. That behavior is not you and it's not worthy of you. And yet that's one way that you cover them in love. You don't condemn them. You still love them and you stand for them. You stand for them. And this is something we can do for one another. See, love always believes the best. Do you know why love always believes the best? It's because love never fails. The love of God never fails. See, one way or the other, that perfect version of that person is going to manifest from glory to glory, even if it's when you get to heaven. Okay, but it's going to manifest. Why? Because God created that before the foundation of the world. And that was his destiny for that person. So as as we stand in agreement for that person, um, hey, Veronica, can you put that away later? It's a little loud. Thank you, babe. Um, so as you as you stand in agreement for who that person is, um, that is creating a highway and a pathway and a permission and a grace for them to them to start to move in that direction, even if they don't see that yet. And you keep on standing, and that will become a, a more and more empowering for them. And the same is true for us. Our best version of us. But where are you going to get that? You're going to get that from your creator. You're going to get that from the one that crafted you. Let me see where I am on my notes. Oh, I got some really cool quotes. These are so good. They're not mine, but they're really good. Um, they're Graham Cook. How many of you love Graham Cook? That's another wannabe person, right? It's awesome. Okay, this I got two. They're so good. The first one was, your inheritance is attached to your identity. Your identity cannot form unless you begin to do violence with your old negativity. You do violence. Let me tell you, you have to get a little militant about your wholeness. You have to get a little militant because there's resistance. And so if you're namby-pamby, wimpy about it and waiting for it to fall on you, um, that's not going to happen. You're going to have to do violence because the enemy has a stronghold there and he's not happy to give it up because he's terrified that you're going to manifest. So doing violence with that, okay? You know, when you're splitting open that mountain and you are walking, you're not walking, you're not skipping along the way. No, you are taking it by force. You're taking that ground by force. Okay, you will need to take the ground between your ears by force. That's why it says that you have to take every thought captive. That is not a, oh, let me just wrap you on the hand. That you take it captive. You arrest it and make it obedient to Christ. Now, you will bow to the name of Jesus, right? That means you need to pay attention to what you're thinking. But I don't want to digress too much, but that's really good. That'll preach right there. Okay, so your identity cannot form unless you begin to do violence to your old negativity. This is what passes for fun in the kingdom, 
right? Let me tell you, sons do this. Sons do this. This is like the breakfast of champions, right? The breakfast of champions are the ones that are doing violence with the things that are not looking like heaven. And it starts right in between your ears. And the truth is a lot of times you don't even know what's going on there. You don't know what's hidden in your heart until the Lord brings it up. But you and Jesus together partnering with that and making that thing obedient, taking it captive and making it obedient, fleshing out the lies, bringing in the truth, whatever that is that needs to happen. Um, you are a militant son of God on a mission to manifest yourself and to manifest the glory of God and to manifest the kingdom. And you and Jesus are unstoppable. You are unstoppable. And in the place where you feel stopped and stuck, that's okay. Jesus was going to get you and heal you and, and mend you and get you in a place where you can stand up and be who you are. You're not alone. You're not, you know, you're not a casualty that is taken out. Now, if you stay lying down, you could be taken out. But just invite Jesus to help you not be taken out. Okay. That's his job. He loves to do that. Okay. Okay. Second quote. That was juicy. Wasn't it good? That was really good. I actually put that on my Facebook. It was so good. Okay. Um, we do not become a new person by changing our behavior. We discover the person we already are in Christ and behave accordingly. The role of Holy Spirit is to empower that discovery and transformation. You need to discover who you are. When you discover, it's an unveiling. It's an unveiling. It's a revealing. You know, it's interesting. Even Jesus had an, uh, an unveiling and a re- revealing. You know, the word of God says that uh, the minds of the Jews were blinded, were veiled. Okay. And the question is, what was doing the veiling? And it was the old covenant that, pre- that presented Jesus, that hid the real God, the real Jesus, and presented him as this uh, works performance, um, earn your own righteousness thing. And that blinded the heart. See, Jesus had to be unveiled. And, you know, one of the big things in this house, we want to accurately, accurately represent Jesus. Where there's a spirit of religion, which is that, Jesus is veiled. And where there is a, um, a spirit of religion on you, you're veiled. Okay? So this process of unveiling is getting, getting rid of all the stuff turning you from the inside out and allowing you to manifest and allowing the glory of God to manifest in you. And that's the beautiful thing. That's one of the things like when we do these RMR sessions, that's so glorious. You know, it's not fun to hear all the garbage, you know, and all the, we hear really nasty poo-poo stuff. Okay. It's really bad stuff. Okay. I mean, the stuff that people survive and do not go postal for is amazing. I'm just saying, I mean, it's a testimony to people. Um, but I'm saying the, the thing that makes it so glorious is the unveiling, is the revealing, is the unveiling of God and the unveiling of you and seeing sons and daughters get up and be empowered to dance on areas that were death and destruction. It's amazing. It's glorious. All right. That was good. Yeah, we are complicated creatures. I'm going to re- read one Psalm 39 because I just want you to meditate a little bit. On that, for you form my innermost parts. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I will give thanks and praise to you, for I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. 
Wonderful are your works, and my soul knows it for full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was being formed in secret and intricately and skillfully formed as if an embroidered with many colors in the depths of the earth. Your eyes have seen my unformed substance, and in your, in your book all the days that were all, see, and in your book were all written the days that were appointed for me when there was yet not one of them even taking shape. So our minds are vastly complicated. Our hearts are vastly complicated. We are vastly complicated creatures. So when this, this revealing comes out, it's not, it's not always pretty, as I said, but sometimes it's, it's kind of confusing because you got the glory there and you got the yuck there and you got it kind of intertwined and what the heck is going on. And very often, um, you know, the Lord showed me that a lot of the issues that we have, um, as issues that need to be transformed are kind of like a big old wad of hair. And I've used this with a lot of my people because this is really helpful. And you look at that thing and you say, that's really ugly. Let's just cut it out and throw it out. The problem is, is that in that big old wad of hair, there's something brilliant and amazing and valuable. And so what the Lord does is he'll take one little hair and he'll pull it out. There you go. One less hair, big old wad. You're like, Wow, that was amazing. And then he'll just, he knows which hair to pull when. And pretty soon, this big old wad of hair is kind of a clumpy thingy that you can run your hands through. And he continues to do it until you can comb the whole thing out. See, because what there is of value, the Lord is going to retrieve in those naughty, I, don't, I didn't mean N-A-U, it's K, however you spell that, with knots. <laughs> um, that K-N-O-T-T-Y, in those naughty places where it feels like, you know what, there's no um, restoration here. Let's just chuck it. Let's just chuck my childhood. Let's just chuck this relationship. Let's just chuck it. And we have, we kind of have this attitude um, in the, just in, in contemporary world of just, you know what, it's not working. Let's chuck it. And there's a lot of gold in there that we need to go back to retrieve. And the Lord knows exactly how to do that in the midst of everything else. <clears throat> so the real action takes place, is on the, exists on the inside and manifests on the outside. That's where the real action is. I'm going to skip a couple verses because we have a little less time today, but I thought we've used our time that we have well. I, I did a study on the heart and I did a study on the mind because this is, these are our innards <laughs> and we're being, we're being turned inside out. We're going to, we're operating from the inside out. And the word heart is the word cardia, which is not very surprising, where you get um, all your cardiac stuff. Um, it's actually a feminine noun, which is interesting. And it's not only the organ that is the center part of the circulation, that's in the natural, but it denotes the center of all physical and spiritual life. The vigor and sense of physical and spiritual life, um, the soul or mind, as it is the foundation seat of the thoughts, passions, desires, appetites, affections, purposes, and endeavors. Um, it refers to our understanding and the faculty in the seat of intelligence. It refers to the will and character. Um, and I think that's good enough. There's some more there, but I think that's what we need for this. Then, the, then for the mind, that's the word noose. And it's, it's uh, translated as mind 21 times and understanding three times. That's interesting. That's a masculine noun. Interesting, isn't it? So this is the part of the mind that comprises the faculties of perceiving, understanding, feeling, judging, determining, 
the intellectual faculty, the understanding, reason in the narrower, narrower sense, the power of considering and judging soberly, calmly, and impartially. Um, and so these two things sort of are comprising our innermost being. This is where we're operating from the inside out. Um, it's interesting that in both our heart and mind, um, they overlap, okay? Um, and a lot of times they do a lot of the same things. You can be proud in both. Um, you can think with both. Um, but the place of where the heart is, is the place where most of the things are going to run out and they're going to run, they're going to come out and be released, um, from the heart and from the center of who you are. Um, and it's interesting, uh, the, the word of God says that we're supposed to guard our hearts with all diligence. There's a diligent guarding because out of that come the issues of life. So like if you're having issues, <laughs> that's where it's coming from. It's coming from that place that didn't get guarded. And sometimes that was a, you couldn't help it. You know, when you're a little kid, you're wide open, like you're Spongeville. So if something happens, um, you know, it's, you're kind of a sitting duck. Okay. So there's no condemnation in Christ Jesus, but we can guard our hearts. We want to guard what comes in and we want to guard what comes out. And we want to keep that pure. And, the, and we're partnering with the Lord in that. So as we're operating from that place of the inside out, what comes out is, is Jesus. What comes out is Jesus. And where it doesn't, we can repent. And we can also give each other grace um, to work in that and cover each other, as I, as I already talked about. Um, I'm trying to think of where I want to go next because I got just have a few things I want to do. So I'm going to quit reading it. Yeah. Um, there's a passage in Rome, one, Romans 120 in Rome. In Romans one twenty one, it says, um, because despite the fact that they knew the one true God, they had failed to show the love, honor, and appreciation due to the one who created them. Instead, their lives were consumed by vain thoughts that poisoned their foolish hearts. See, one of the ways that we guard our hearts is by being thankful to God. I mean, really being thankful for God. And a lot of times when we're going through really bad times, it's really hard to be thankful, really hard just to think of anything. And that is a discipline that we need to do. And a lot of times, if you just think if you trade it, this is why it's good to minister to other people when you're in pain. I mean, not when you're you know, totally broken down. But I'm saying you get in that place of really seeing what other people are going through, like, man, I got it good. I got it so good, Jesus. Thank you. Right? It also gets your eyes off of you. Because the most depressing place in the world is a place of self-absorption. That is the most depressing place. Me, 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 me. And more me. And you're, you will get royally depressed. And you need to take care of yourself. You need to love yourself. Um, uh, you need to guard yourself. But you don't need to be absorbed with yourself. Self is a huge burden when it's on your mind all the time, right? So that's why it's really important to get out of yourself. Um, and you can be start to be thankful for what you really do have because none of us are completely destitute. I mean, we are blessed. We are blessed. And all you need to do is, is go about ministering to some other people for a while. And you're like, dang, I am blessed, okay? Um, but, but recognize that it, it, being unthankful, and not gl giving glory to God 
Okay, that, that's actually a really dangerous place. That's a dangerous place. Because number one, it, 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 takes, it takes the thought that somehow that the gifts we have and the strengths we have and the talents we have, they're ours. And so they're just mine. And so it's me, 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 me. And the problem is you got those from God. You, he, he is the author of those. He's the one that bestowed them on you. And you better be thankful. And you better be using them. You better be manifesting them, but always recognize the source. That's why it's so important when people give you a compliment just to thank them. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, because that gives glory to God. Why? Because he put that in you and he gave you the grace to work with that, to develop that or whatever that was. It's really important that we don't, oh, no, it's nothing. Oh, no, it's not. No, it really is something. And it's really important that we stand in that and not get all religious about it. That, you know, oh, no, it's not me. And we can get religious. It's not me. It's just the Lord. Well, it also is you too. So why don't you just thank them and quit being annoying? Right? Um, that, gives, that gives glory to God, right? Just just, just th- thanks. Thanks so much. Um, whatever that is, because that's part of what you're manifesting for the kingdom. That is necessary. So you shrinking back and... And being a wallflower, when God said, no, you're right in the center, and we're going to bring, you know, bring you out there, and um, and not doing that. That's why I admire Lisa so much, because she's, it's been a journey, and it's been a very hard journey, because there's been so much pain in that. But she's coming right on out in the center where she belongs. And it's a thing of beauty that we need. We need that manifestation. We need that inside out. We need um, what you're carrying, Yema. And that man, we need that. We need what we're all carrying. We need to be turned from the inside out. We need to operate from the inside. Awesome. So, Father, how do I land this? Because we're getting close to our time, and I know people have got stuff that they want to do. Thank you, Papa. Okay. (laughs) You're awesome, Robert. Um, I'm just going to leave the rest of this. I'm just going to go pray. Uh, Papa, I just thank you for how everything that you've, uh, been doing today, Papa. Wow. You are, you are a, an amazing multitasker and you multitask well, but you multitask with purpose and in concert with yourself. <laughs> so you bring amazing things, um, to pass. And Father, I just thank you that everything that you're doing on the inside, Father, we just celebrate those hidden places that look hidden, that feel like sometimes they're going to be hidden forever. And Father, we celebrate what you're doing in the dark places, in those hidden places, and in the light places that are being manifested and have have yet to be manifested. And Father, we just uh, commit our hearts to cooperate with with, with whatever that, that process is. We recognize that there's a lot more that needs to be manifested, Father. And we just receive your grace to be patient with ourselves and one another in the process. We recognize that we are a work in progress, growing, going from glory to glory. And Father, we do not despise the glory that we're at while we're looking at the glory that we're going on to. And Father, we just thank you for getting us where we're at. We thank you, Father, that you're enabling us to manifest, to scale those heights for the next level of glory and the next perspective that you have on who we are and who you are. And so, Father, I just thank you for the grace. I believe for the process. I stand with my brothers and sisters, believing in the process that you're doing in each and every one of us. 
And Father, I just celebrate what those things are. And Father, I just thank you. Thank you, Father. Um, yeah, that there's just a grace to step to the next level. I really feel like the Lord is really pulling us. I just see a pulling up, a pulling up. So, Father, we just embrace the pulling up of whatever that is. And I thank you, Father, also for eyes to see and eyes to, rec- and eyes to recognize and ears to recognize what you are doing so that we can cooperate with that. So we just thank you for who you are. We just thank you for your, your attentiveness in every area, that you are attentive even when it looks hidden. You're attentive. We thank you for that. We just receive your goodness. We just receive your love. We just receive the fact that you love us right where we're at. Yeah, we just love you, Lord, and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen.